Hey everyone, welcome to the show. I'm Brian Beaudry. Today I want to talk to Steve Hitchin, the Managing Director of One Stop Hire. Uh, One Stop Hire recently acquired Lord Hire Centers in the UK, which had recently hit its 50th anniversary. So today we're going to talk to him about kind of going through that process of acquiring a company, what's in the future for One Stop Hire, and a little bit about the cool software behind their whole development. If you'd like to hear more conversations with rental leaders throughout the industry, uh, subscribe to Point of Rental on the podcast platform of your choice and rate, subscribe, review, share us with some friends. Okay, let's get to it. Welcome to The Front Porch with Brian Beaudry. Welcome to The Front Porch. Uh, I like to start by saying nice things about you so you feel comfortable and to kind of pump you up overall. So uh, with the recent acquisition of Lord Hire Centers, you've officially built the UK's largest independent hire company. So congratulations on that. One Stop Hire were passionate hire of the year winners in 2020. First of all, what makes you and One Stop a passionate hirer? I think a few elements, really. I think the first one is we are quite competitive people. Um, I'm quite competitive. Um, I like to be the best and I like to win. Um, my team that I've developed over the years are pretty much in that same ilk. Um, a lot of people from sports backgrounds, like we've got um, rugby players, soccer players, martial artists, things like that, you know, all, all been involved in sport and you know, we like that uh, dressing room mentality and, you know, pumped up and, you know, ready to go every day. Um, and then the other the other element is we care. We, we, we care about our customers. We care about our staff. We care about our suppliers. Um, we care about our reputation. You know, we care about our kit. We just want to be the best, really, you know, in a, in a, in a, in a humble sort of way. You know what I mean? Today, this morning at 10.30, I had the first meeting with a client in their office since March 2020, since this. And um, it, it was a customer who's dealt with us from day one. And, and it was absolutely lovely. It was almost emotional. You know, we hadn't seen each other, spoken to each other, but not seen each other for so long. There was so much passion and enthusiasm in the room. They've just won a very, very prestigious job on a huge renovation project in Manchester, one of the biggest in Europe. And um, yeah, they were inviting us to, um, you know, to, to supply a lot of equipment for them. So yeah, fantastic. So um, yeah, I think that sums it up. That sounds good. I like the be great, but you know, be in a humble sort of way. That's good. Um, so you were telling me before we started that you, your wife and others first set up the company name back in 2003, but you didn't start trading until you acquired a couple of other hire companies in 2009. Did you envision this from the start or what were your goals when you started trading? No, well, what, what happened was, obviously, um, we were all part, in 2003, we were all part of the Ainsco family, who are my in-laws. My wife was, was an Ainsco. In 2003, um, my father-in-law, who headed that business with his brothers, he uh, is a very entrepreneurial character, and he wanted to set up a, a virtual hire company, hiring anything online as the internet was developing and, and whatever. Um, and my wife, being the marketing uh, manager for Ainsco Crane Hire and a couple of others were tasked in, in setting this up. And um, after about sort of 18 months uh, of, of development, my father-in-law and his two brothers decided to sell the business. So they said, look, there's no point carrying this on. So they parked it up basically. So the one-stop-hire.com uh, name as it was, we parked up then. 
and there she lay until the, the company was sold in 2007. I, I stayed on because I was a director as part of the managing buyout team. And then in 2009, found a couple of tool hire businesses to buy and wanted to rebrand them. And my father-in-law said, well, look, we still own the one-stop hire name.com uh, name. .com name. Why not use that? And rather be in a virtual business, have it as a physical business. And, you know, it, it was at the time, and even now, it's still a relevant name. It, it, it's got a good impact about it. Coming from a large national business like Ainscore was and, and traveling from John O'Groats to Land's End, the whole of the UK, being a market leader, um, I thought, well, look, you know, I think for the next few years, I don't want to work any farther than the northwest of England, you know, if we can make this business turn over, you know, three, four, maybe five million pounds with a nice profit, stay local, great. Anyway, that didn't happen. <laughs> Before we knew it, we were up in Cumbria, we're in Leeds, we're in the Midlands, we're in Yorkshire, and now we're, we're, we're up in the northeast. So, um, yeah, I've stopped making predictions about, um, about that's it now, you know. Oh. I feel like that's what happens when you're a competitor. You can't just be like, oh, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll just stick with being this yeah. little thing. Yeah, yeah, just a girl who can't say no. Okay, I think I think you probably answered this one earlier because uh, it seemed to be related to your success. But what would you say have been the key elements to the success of One Stop Hire? Yeah, I think it, it, it's great people. The one thing you have to do in this business is invest. You know, you take your foot off that... Um, that accelerator of spending money, you soon very, very quickly dry up and, and, and you, your service levels, your equipment standards go. So that's very important. The one thing that Ainsco always taught me, my father-in-law always went for their very best state-of-the-art systems. Early in the uh, early days, we identified that we wanted to go with the Searing Tire system um, and, and, and we implemented that fairly early into our into our development and it, it, it served us so well absolutely so well yeah today's meeting one of the things that our customer I saw today commented on he said it's not just your service your delivery collections and all that your invoicing your reporting systems he said that makes life so easy he said you know what you've got to remember is they may spend like whatever and in terms of kits and suppliers it's a fairly low spend, but behind that, there are hundreds, if not thousands of transactions, so lots of multiples of on hire, off hire, exchanges, da, 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 da. It goes on. So he gets a pile of invoices, three inches thick every month from us. And he, he said, the beauty of it is I can whistle through it. It's easy to read, easy to understand, and it's accurate. Then I get the weekly reports in, the sites get the weekly reports in. Then you make it easy for us to manage a difficult part of, of, of our supply chain. So, um, yeah, having having the best systems in uh, and going with the latest technology is key to our business. Yeah. yeah, And it served us really well. Good. Yeah, that's one of the things that I've kind of noticed just trying to set up and organize a bunch of interviews. It's so much easier if you can get things taken care of the first time instead of having to, like, redo over and over. And it's like if you're having to renegotiate your invoices and all that stuff, then it's just too much work. Yeah, yeah. What made you decide to set up a separate lifting equipment division? And how has that impacted One Stop's growth? Yeah, it, it's an interesting story, that one. Um, again, goes back to family. So um, my brother-in-law, Matthew, when uh, his father sold the business, 
he wanted to go and do his own thing and he left uh, the crane hire business and with another employee from the crane hire business set up um, a lifting rental company that was in 2007 before we were even conceived when we started in 2009 we had a little bit of lifting with, within our, our our scope of supply but not too much obviously i'm from a lifting background because of craneage but i thought well i can't really go and compete with him and go and set and go into lifting so we had a strategic arrangement where we would market and rehire off, off their services um, and vice versa and that went on really well for several years and then my brother-in-law he sold his stake in that business about two years ago and um last year we when we, we sort of said we need to have a look at this now because we were looking at the rehire spend we were we were spending with that business on rehires some ridiculous amounts of money up six seven hundred thousand a year and then we looked at other rehire that, that that um we did in lifting then we looked at what we had in our own fleet and we thought, well, there's a million pounds of turnover here and we really want that in-house you know only 10 percent of it with our own own kit um and there's much more profit in owning and managing it yourself. So quite simply, I, I went to the people because um, I knew that I, I know them quite well. And I said, look, I'm really sorry. You know, I, I don't want to hurt our friendship, but business is business at the end of the day. The family interest is not there now. And, you know, I'm getting screened up from my board of directors to to um, to, to invest in, and set up into lifting. And um, yeah, that's uh, that, that's what we did. So that was the end of, of, of two, uh, 2020 um we, we we launched and um yeah it, it's well over a million pound turnover business and, uh, and and growing already it's going to be a good good add-on for us i like that you guys are all just getting back together like after yeah. <laughs> afterwards you're like no let's bring let's bring it all back in um okay let's get into the story of the day so one stops one stop hires acquisition of lord hire centers were you in the market to acquire another business was this a deliberate strategic move or was it just a great opportunity you could pass up a bit of all that really so for the last sort of i would say 18 months two years um a lot of customers have been asking us do we supply in the northeast of england and and that has grown we have the two elements really we have the midlands area and we have the northeast both sort of growing we, we'd already opened in birmingham uh, in the midlands and that was really catching fire and we we, we needed extra locations in, in the Midlands. So we said, well, look, as soon as we've got the Midlands set up, we'll, um, we'll then look to open a, a, a depot in the Northeast. So then just before Christmas, across my desk or, or through email, I, um, I, I was uh, sent this prospectus on this business and had a look at it and thought, oh, that looks very tasty. Eight depots, 50 years old, deep roots. You know, the owners were obviously a little bit older, wanted to exit, you know, all in the 60s, wanting to retire and whatever. This is a massive opportunity. So it's like, can we do the Midlands and, and still drive that as well as this as well? Because eight depots is a lot to take on. And um, it took us about two minutes to say, go on, let's give it a go. You know what I mean? We put a bid in for it. Well, luckily, luckily we were successful. And um, yeah, so, so, so there we are all of a sudden depots in the in the northeast and uh yeah very exciting yeah it sounds like uh a little bit of a challenge you know moving up and 
a little beyond again what you what you expected or set out for yourself you're like oh well let's add this too uh, so what are some of the challenges in acquiring a business with a 50-year legacy uh, particularly bringing in it in your own history um, did your previous experience help in any aspect of the process it did i i, I love acquisitions I, I was at 17 years at Gainscore Crane Hire, and that business developed from sort of a small regional back in the 80s to market leader and the biggest by a country mile when they sold it in 2007. And it was all done by acquisition. And my father-in-law, sort of, uh, when, when they did the last five acquisitions, uh, I was put as part of the team to go in there. And it was always right, we go into these businesses you know, first job, win the hearts and minds of the people, convince them that we're the right business to take it forward and make them feel secure. Then we put our systems in place uh, and sort of convince them that that's the right way, sit with them, cuddle them and get them into the Ainscore uh, philosophy. We bought a, a, a business in, in Ainscore called Grace and Wine Sparrow, which was a very old, long established brand um, back in the, in the late 90s. And Lord Hire sort of reminds me of that, really. Um, a lot of people there who are super experienced, really nice people, um, but, you know, using chalkboards and easels, not computers and, and syrinx and the, the very best systems, you know, get a bit older and tired. So you're thinking, right, OK. So we, we sort of went round, got a really nice um, uh, feel for the business, really welcoming and um, so then we said, right, okay, let's just show you what our hire system looks like. Because there, you're like, you, you hit the key with a hammer and about five minutes later, something happens, you know what I mean? It's really like that. So we showed them and they were like, wow, you can really do that? Wow, you know what I mean? And that's just what you want to hear. They, they, they bought into it. So yeah, the, the challenge now is is to get the infrastructure in place and, and get it installed. We're, we're hoping to have the first depots online by mid-September. We're really fast-tracking it through. Proof of the pudding is when they start using it, but there's an enthusiasm and a will and a want to do it. That's half the battle. And then sort of, it's just getting the fleet into line uh, with ours um, and, and, and updated. That's a it would normally be an easy challenge, that, because you just throw cash at it and buy loads of kit. Well, at the moment, there's kit shortages because of all sorts of things that are going on in the world. If it's not the Suez Canal or Brexit, it's Boris Johnson's fault or it's COVID this. And everyone uses any excuse for it. So, so, but there is there is equipment shortages. So, you know, that, that's a little bit of a challenge. But other than that, you just get on with it. We're, 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 we're not here to make excuses. We're here to get the job done. So, yeah. So you already mentioned how a little bit of how far you are into the transition slash integration process. What do you see as the main challenges uh, in continuing that integration slash transition from lower hire centers to one stop hire? Well, um, obviously we want to want to put some um, some lease lines in the you know the, the communications getting the communications installed. Hopefully, we've not got great big lead times for getting that, that the, the, the installation. You know, from, from your point of view, point of rental, we know the support's there. That won't be an issue. Um, it's just we need some good lines and we need the infrastructure to, to, to plug into, really. Everything else, the, the, the training, the support, you know, the, all, all that sort of stuff is, is easy to, to sort. But, um, yeah, we're not, um, we're, I don't 
think we're, we're, we're expecting any major glitches at this stage, you know. We had set ourselves a target to switch over completely on the 1st of April 2022. We're now going to be looking at probably October this year. So, you know, anything before Christmas would still be a, a, a bonus for us, you know. It, it just, you know, the fact that these people want to do it and if we can do it, will just accelerate us, you know, getting them into the one-stop uh, brand. Yeah, there you go. Just exceeding your goals again. Jeez. Well, there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sensing a theme. All right. Uh, so are there any tools that you're finding to be particularly helpful in transitioning data processes or machines over to your system? Well, I'm not an IT person by any means. Um, uh, at all, a bit of a dinosaur being uh, 55 years of age. I, I don't think there's anything in particular that the team are, 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 are using. I think, like I said, you guys, it's, it's just dead easy you know you make everything so easy for us um uh, and always have so in that respect which is the key thing for us you know once we can get you guys into that business we then have visibility we can manage it on a minute by minute day by day week by week month by month basis we can see where everything is what everyone's doing and 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 and, and that's that's absolutely the first priority for us you got around to it all you were really supposed to do there is just praise us and it does sound like i, I but it but it, it is it, it is true it, it is true in fact um one of our um regional managers who's called james brown who's dealt with um themselves from day one of implementation and long time before that before he joined uh one stop hires just been in and i said is everything going well uh, and he went double thumbs up, you know, as so yeah, 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 we're happy. Good. Okay, I know you mentioned that you're not really in the future predicting game because uh, things change so quickly, but this is now your 25 depot, depot, I, I think you guys say depot. Uh, for a company only 12 years old, that's really impressive. So what does the future of One Stop Hire look like following this acquisition? I think really most of the things that we do are customer driven. We listen to our customers. Everything we do is customer driven. You know, whether it's systems, invoicing systems, kit we buy, services we provide, you know, we love listening to our, our customers. One of the meeting this morning, one of the big drivers of that meeting this morning, one of the projects that they're going on from January, they will not be able to use any fossil fuel based fuel. So no diesel, no petrol, no gas. So it's right, okay, how are we going to do this project with just batteries, electricity, and we've got HVO fuel, the coin oil fuel or whatever. So we love that, you know, we'll go away now and we know what equipment they need and we're going to have to go and source and look for solutions to do that. And, and, and that just ties you into companies so much better. A, a great one that, that we did um, and, we, and we do now is probably oh, a couple of hundred customers is we create a monthly dashboard for them, you know, so we get all the data out about their account, put it into a lovely folder every month. It's dead easy, it takes 10 minutes to do because everything is automated, the information's all there, and we send them all the stats on what they're hiring, where they're hiring it, who's hiring what, what they're buying, and they can see a pattern developing, and then they'll change, you may say, well, we're not, we're back, you know, we might as well buy this equipment, or we may as well sell this equipment and hire it, you know. So, you know, sometimes it works for us, sometimes against us. But what it does is tie you into these businesses. And the more you're tied in, the harder it is for someone else to come and take that account off you. So, yeah, listening to our customers. So our customers will probably drive 
um, what, what, what we do as much as anything. And then there's the opportunities. We're a bit like, I think one, one of the directors once said, a bit like the USS Enterprise, you know, when Captain Kirk sits on the bridge and says, right, walk back to one, boom, and we're just heading in to boldly go where no man has gone before. So we just set off. Seems like you get to get to new places and get lots of adventure right there. All right, is there anything else that you would like the world to know about One Stop Hire that I didn't get to? Uh, oh, I don't think so, really. Uh, we, we, like I say, we're, we're, we're humble people. We like we we like to be the best. We take a great pride in what we do. There's nothing better than a customer saying your service is fantastic. We just love to say yes. You know what I mean? The answer is yes. No, what's the question? That's that's the the motto. And um, you know, what one one of the highest people once famously said: if someone rang and said they wanted a starship to go to the moon. You would you would take that higher on, wouldn't you? Uh, probably, yeah. I think I think we would, um, and we'd do it one way or the other. I'm sure. So, yeah, it's just that you know, never say no. Um, really care about your customers, care about your staff, your suppliers, um, and um, and it looks after itself. All right. Well, thank you for joining me today. Yeah, I hope you, you have a good. I hope you have a good rest of your day. And you too. Thank you very much indeed. Right. Have a good one. Thanks. Cheers, Brian. <laughs>